ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Talk Spicy. I'm Coach Gene Clemens. Thank you for joining me wherever you're joining me. Rate the show, comment, agree, disagree, but whatever you do, keep it spicy. Five-star ratings are appreciated. If you're joining me on the YouTube channel, you know what to do. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Friday. Um, It is not a football Friday for me. It, um, I had a football game last night, one that we lost, unfortunately, and we probably should have won. But that's why they play the game, as Chris Berman once said, um, we'll go back to the lab, fix the things we need to fix, and be ready for next week. But it had me thinking about some things as I was um, trying to come back down off of that football game high while knowing that I really needed to get sleep because I had to be to work in the morning. Um, Many times in life, and especially in sports, we are always looking for the potential instead of the production. In football, we do this all the time. We, we continually say, hey, you know, this guy, he's good enough to do this, this, and this, and this, but he's never going to be a star. And I think one of the geniuses, uh, and I'm, you probably, if you've listened to me over the years, you've probably heard me say this before, is that the genius of Bill Belichick is that he's not looking for what you can't do. He's only concerned with what you can Case in point, if you are a pass rusher and you're really good at rushing the passer, but you suck at run at run defense, then Bill Belichick's not going to try to find someone who's a pass rusher and someone who's good at run defense. He's just going to use you as a pass rusher, and then he's going to use other guys in run defense. It's a pretty simple concept, and you would think more people would do it, but so many times we see front offices saying, man, we want this person as as our defensive end. You know why? Because this guy can do everything, or this guy has the potential to do everything. We want this guy as a quarterback because this guy has the potential to be the next. Meanwhile, we keep looking beyond the guys who do it well right now. And that brings me to the point of, do you want a winner? If you don't want a winner, then that's fine. Continue to seek out potential. But you know what potential does? Potential gets coaches fired. That was one of the first things that I was told as a coach when I when I got into the profession way back in 2004. Potential gets coaches fired because if someone thinks a player has potential, if someone believes that a player is good, then the first thing they ask is, why is that coach not doing X, Y, Z to get that potential out? That brings me to Sam Darnold. Potential over production. For years, with the Jets, Sam Donald was potential. And everybody blamed the coaches. Everybody blamed the coaches. Everybody said he's being mismanaged. He's this, he's that. But yet we kept seeing 
instances of immaturity from Sam Darnold. Was it the coaches holding Sam Darnold back? Or was it Sam Darnold holding Sam Darnold back? Now be clear. I'm not even saying I blame Sam Darnold in the fact that he was probably acting immature because he was immature. He's a 21-year-old quarterback that just got handed millions upon millions of dollars in arguably one of the greatest cities in the world. Of course he made bad decisions personally. Of course he tried to rely on his talent. Of course. Like, yes, this this happens. This is why we don't we shouldn't just throw away mid-20-year-old quarterbacks. I said in the draft, if the Jets are looking to bring in Zach Wilson, then they're exchanging Sam Donald for Sam Donald. People didn't realize what I meant, I guess. But they were trading the guy away that had the same gifts that the guy that they wanted to draft. What were they saving? A couple years? Because Zach Wilson's not Sam Donald's age when he came into the league. Zach Wilson's older. So they're not saving anything except maybe one to two years. But in a quarterback's life, they're playing into their mid-30s, late-30s, in some cases rare. But they do happen into their 40s. And the entire time, you're going to waste the number one pick, a top-level pick, on a quarterback that you just traded away. So what happens? New staff comes in. They want their guy. They want a clean slate. Boom. They bring in another quarterback. They trade away Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold, who is now a four-year NFL veteran, goes to a place where they don't need the quarterback to be Superman. And even with him trying to give the game away last night, even with him doing things to lose the game last night, even with him getting a little bit tight in the sphincter, they were still able to pull it off. He still made some plays. He'll get all the praise. I loved how he played last week versus the Saints. Didn't think his performance versus the Jets was overly impressive. I didn't think this performance versus what everybody tells me is a bad Texans team, and I just keep saying, well, they're a Tyrod Taylor away. They're a Deshaun Watson away. So, in my mind, he played two uh, games, two okay games, good enough to win games. He played one good, one really good game versus the Saints, who had a bunch of people out. And now everybody is saying, Sam Darnold, oh, you missed on him. Sam, the, the Giants should have kept him. Now, whether the Shine should have kept him or not isn't based on whether or not I think he's going to be, like, elite. I don't think he's an elite quarterback. To act like he's an elite quarterback is ridiculous. I think he's better than Zach Wilson or at least on par with Zach Wilson or what Zach Wilson's potential is because I've never been high on Zach Wilson because I am not into potential. I want production. And see... At the end of the day, you have to ask yourself, do I want to win? Davis Mills comes in. You've got no chance of winning. I'm sorry. 
Davis Mills is not a starting NFL quarterback. Yes, I know he's a yes, I know he's a rookie. But he wasn't a winning quarterback anywhere. He wasn't a guy who in, in college you were gonna go, oh my gosh, we have him. We have a chance. No. He's always been potential. He's always been potential. And while you're waiting for potential, production is getting it done. So so who's production? I'll tell you who production is. Teddy Bridgewater's production. Tyrod Taylor's production. Go and look at their look on look at their win-loss records. When they play quarterback, teams usually win games. It's not like an anomaly. Some quarterbacks put you in position to win because it's not about their potential. It's about what they give you right there in the moment. And so many times we're looking for potential while looking past what can win right now. Tomorrow, What I've learned in this business of coaching is that tomorrow, not only is tomorrow not promised to us, it's almost guaranteed to not be there. People are always looking for reasons to get rid of you, not reasons to keep you. You're their best friend when you win. You're their worst enemy when you lose. When you win, it's the players. When you lose, it's the coaches. So why as a coach, why as a coach, why as front office people, why as general managers, why do we always look for the potential over the production? Steph Curry, when he came out, was production. There were players that went in front of Steph Curry that were potential. You can't name all of the guys that went in front of Steph Curry. We go for potential over production in every sport. XYZ pitcher, he throws 100 miles an hour. Spotty control, no second and third pitches. But he throws over 100, that's potential. We can teach him the rest. Two years later, Tommy John surgery. Three years later, I'm sorry, four years later, now sitting as a as a middle relief guy because he never quite got control of that 100-mile-an-hour fastball. He never added a second pitch. So he can't be a closer for you. He can't be a starter for you. So he ends up in middle relief, coming in, throwing the seventh inning, throwing the sixth inning. Sometimes coming in just when you need one out on a guy who can't, who can't catch up with a fastball. We chase potential so much that we overlook production. Quarterback, he only hits 94, only hits 93, has four pitches, ridiculous control. Yeah, but they're going to be able to turn on that fastball. Who cares? He's not throwing the fastball. He's not throwing the fastball solo. He's throwing all of these pitches. They got to figure out when the fastball is coming because he's got four pitches in his arsenal. All he does is get people out. Oh, he doesn't get any strikeouts. Who cares? He gets ground outs. That means your your infielders stay engaged. That means that you get off the field faster. That means game goes faster. That's better for what? Baseball. 
That's better for your win-loss margin. He's a contact pitcher. So what? If he's a contact pitcher in a league where people are going home run or bust, that's not a bad, that's not a bad thing to be. Is he going to give up a home run every now and then? Of course he is. Is he going to get a lot of people to ground out, fly out? Yes. That's production over potential. Is he ever going to strike out 100, 100 people? Maybe not. But he's going to win you games. Man, you know, she's not re- she's not a really good ball handler. She's not a really good ball handler, you know, but she shoots the lights out. But this other girl over there, she's a wizard with the ball, but she can't shoot a lick. Let's get her because we can teach her how to shoot. Yeah, but shooting is a mentality. Scoring is a mentality. So if you've got someone who's a scorer, if you've got someone who's great at it, and she's able to put the ball in the cup, guess what? Put the ball in the cup. Don't ask her to do the things that she doesn't do very well. Focus on the production, not the potential. But the question is, do you want to win? Because if you want to win, you don't have time for potential. Potential gets in the way of winning. Potential gets in the way of winning. And until we stop looking at potential and start looking at production, we as coaches put ourselves in a really, really awkward position where we're always trying to get something out of somebody that they may not actually have. And that, my friends, will put the coach in the same place where the fan is. Ladies and gentlemen, that's been Talk Spicy. I'm Coach Gene Clemens. Thank you for joining me. We do this thing a few times a week. Rate the show, comment, agree, disagree, but whatever you do, keep it spicy. Five-star ratings are appreciated. And if you're joining me on the YouTube channel, get me to 2,000. Make sure you follow me on all the social media. Have a great weekend. Peace.